Welcome to Love Talk, Love Talk for Everyday People. I am your host, Tracy J. Hines, and with me today I have Terry Saleh. Hey, Terry. Hey, Tracy. How are you? I am well. I am well. And Leslie Lee. What's up, Les? Hey, Tracy. Hey, Terry. How you guys doing? Doing good. Doing good. I was telling Terry earlier, this is a lazy Sunday. I'm just so kind of laid back, relaxed. I've been writing and reading and sipping wine and watching TV all day today. I did get out for a little workout at the gym, so that was good. Nice. So this week, um, I wanted to ask you ladies something. Last night I had a conversation with a friend of mine, and she's been married for, I don't know, twenty, almost 28 years. And one night she gets up in the middle of the night, after she had gone to bed, I guess it was about an hour and a half later, and she went to the medicine cabinet because she had a headache. And she hears her husband talking on the phone. And he's got all kinds of things that he's talking about that she's never heard come out of his mouth. Um, stuff about large penises and this is how you do it, this is the way you cheat, and you have all these kinds of plans, and this one has this girl in Miami Beach, and they come together when they need each other, and then she goes back to her life, and he goes back to his. And all of these um, details about how, you know, whoever he was talking to could go about cheating. So she stood there stunned for the first um, 15 minutes, and then she, you know, left the room and went to bed. What kind of reaction would you guys have on something like that? I just have so many reactions. First, I want to know why. I would want to know why he would be on the phone talking to another man about large penises. I, I just would want to know: is this a gay conversation? Because I just don't know many men that are talking to each other about large penises. So that would be my first reaction. Um, second reaction is I probably would not have just gone to bed. I definitely would have said something and asked him what was up with that conversation because I would have too many questions after that. You would have done it in the moment, right? Oh, yeah, definitely. I don't know. I I think I need more uh, details about what was going on. Um, I probably would not be able to go to bed either, and I would have a lot more questions. She didn't go to sleep. She went to bed, but he was talking to one of his best friends. It was his birthday, and that's what she knew. She knew it wasn't a girl. She knew it was a guy, but all she heard was her husband's end. But the thing I think that took her by surprise is all of these things he was saying never, ever, ever in their entire marriage came out of his mouth. So she felt like she had no idea who he was. Or who that person was that was on the phone. It came out of his mouth. He just never shared it with her. It's something well, that he's been clearly. discussing and contemplating. It's come out. See, this is the thing that that is that I notice about some women is that they don't want to believe it's them until it's them. And so True. in order for them to understand what that man was talking about or dealing with or whatever, they have to come to realization that, number one, yeah, he could be cheating on you. That's number one. And number two, it happened. A lot of people right. want I mean, they, they, they live in this fallacy of thinking that cheating doesn't exist or people don't cheat. Everybody has some type of potential. It's there. It's happened or it could have happened. 
and then people act shocked. This is true, but I just thought that was a bizarre scenario. And me too, I could not have just gone to sleep or gone to lay down. I think I would have had to have a conversation in the moment. So this, this leads me yeah. to um, two yeah. guests. Same thing for you, Terry? Yeah, I, they, I mean, who goes back to sleep after overhearing something that is atypical of that person, something you've never heard them speak about before? I don't know exactly. too many people who could just go back to sleep and have a calm night after that. Yeah, I, I don't know too many people either. Um, this this leads me into introducing. Um, I, I invited two ladies on the show uh, this week. One is uh, Lon, Lana. She is a developing manager of New World Symphony, an orchestra academy in Miami. She is a divorcee, currently in the state of just being. So she's not declaring single, married, or any of that. She's in the state of just being. Um, again, not necessarily dating or seeking, but just enjoying the moment. And her hobbies are creating jewelry, Afrocentric dolls, photography, and traveling. And uh, the other lady I invited on, her name um, is Mishi. She's from Brooklyn, New York, and she is a South Florida trans man. She's a mother of two, corporate management, single. She loves music, the arts, and the ocean. I see one of the ladies is online. Who's there? It's me, Michelle. Hi, Michelle. How are you? How's everything? I'm good. I'm good. How Meet are my co host Good, good, good. Meet my co-host, Leslie and Terry. Hi, Michelle. Hi, ladies. How are you? Hi, Michelle. Is it Mishi or Michelle? Well, everybody calls me Mishi, but my name is, my government name is Michelle. That's my middle name. Oh, mine really? too. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I, we were just talking. A friend of mine I uh, was visiting with yesterday. She was here, and and she gave us a, she gave me a scenario. And I asked the ladies what she would do. She woke up in the middle of the night after she had been to bed for about an hour with a headache, and went to get medicine from the medicine cabinet. And overheard her husband in a conversation with his best friend talking about large penises and how to go about cheating. Um, explaining what he's heard, how, you know, there's this woman that he has in, in this location that they get together and they each do what they need to do and go back to their separate lives. And she said after she overheard this conversation for 15 minutes, she kind of felt like she didn't know who her husband was, and then she went back to bed. She didn't go to sleep, but she just kind of laid there. And and I was curious to know how my co-hosts would have um, responded to that. And each of us agreed we wouldn't have gone back to bed. We would have been in the moment trying to figure out what's going on. What about you, Michelle? What would you have done? So wait a minute. You're saying that she overheard her husband talking to his cousin about this? His best friend. Mm-hmm. Talking a to guy. his best friend about this. I would I would question him about it. Right in the moment I or you would wait? He was, talk, he was talking to his best friend about how to cheat. How to cheat, large penises, and giving him scenarios about different situations on how people cheat and things like that. We'd have to have a conversation about it. Yeah, for sure, for sure. If it's my husband, yeah, we definitely have to have a conversation about it. At the moment, you think you would have been able to lay back down and kind of let it marinate, or or right at the moment you would have went right you in? No, because if I let it marinate, I think I probably would, you know, the anger would be building. Mm-hmm. So I'd probably just need to talk about it and get it off my chest. Okay, okay. So um, you and I um, and Lon, she's not here yet, but maybe she's having a little trouble logging in. We'll check on her. 
had a conversation a while back. Lon had sent us a picture of um, some flowers that one of her coworkers crashed her boyfriend's car. And he sent her flowers sort of to say, baby, it's okay. And in that response, you know, it was like, oh, how nice. Oh, that was great. And I think one person said, oh, that couldn't have been a black man. And that then we kind of went on. That was you? That was you who said that? Okay, I wasn't yeah, sure who it was. There's a few of us in there. <laughs> and then I kind of felt, I said, um, have we lost faith in the black man? And I think three other women said, well, this is what we've been experiencing, and yes. So I would like you to elaborate on that. Have you lost faith in the black brother? I can't say I've lost faith in the black man, but I think as long as I have been, let's say, dating or dealing, I've always dealt with black men. I've never been one to date outside my race. Mm-hmm. However, recently I'm starting to think that maybe I should diversify my portfolio because my experiences with, you know, most black men thus far, and I'm not going to say all, um, you know, have not been good ones. Um, You know, and then I look at a lot of my other girlfriends who are also single and, you know, just listening to them talk about, you know, a lot of the black men that they're meeting out there. um, You know, it seems like there's slim pickings out there. You know, and as we all talk collectively amongst each other, it seems like the higher the standards go, it's like the less we have to choose from. The pool is is empty. And I see Lon is in. Hi, Lon. Thanks for signing in. How's everything? Beautiful. How are you? Good, 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 good. So it's not a a matter of you giving up or lacking faith. You just don't feel like the brothers are stepping up to the plate. Is that what you're thinking? You know what? I've always written for black men. I've always felt like black men have been at a disadvantage, and that's why I've always, you know, I write hard for black men, but I think the older I get and the more experience I get, the more difficult it is, you know, because I look around and I just see so many, so much disrespect towards black women, mm-hmm. you know, and I think what I'm really you, starting Lon? to take it personally now. What about you, Lon? Have you lost faith in the black man? We were talking about a conversation that we were in a feed where um, you had sent flower pictures of flowers that one of your coworkers received from her guy mm-hmm. after she crashed his car. And we were like, oh, that's so nice. That's so cute. And um, Michelle had said that couldn't have been a brother. So it led me to feel like we lost faith in the black man. And I was wondering, have you? I won't say that I've lost faith in my brothers. Um, I'm, I'm disappointed, <laughs> but I haven't lost faith in them. I do have hope. Um, and with Michelle, I won't say that I'm considering dating outside of my race, but I'm just at the point where I'm not even really considering dating. It's just to that point, you know, to that level. It's like, okay, if I do, fine. If I don't, that's okay, too. You just get kind of tired of the, uh, it's like a, a continuous game. Yeah, I find the same thing. I, I, you guys know that I'm, I'm single. I was dating. I was dating online. I was meeting different people, but I never seemed to meet the caliber that I'm looking for. You know, I would always meet guys that were silly. Just there's a lot of silliness, a lot of silliness, a lot of games. But I don't know that I'm ready to give up on the brothers because I think there are some good brothers out there. I just haven't figured out how to meet them, or maybe they're just not in South Florida. So. I'm not giving up on the brothers, and I don't know that I would do well in uh, in a relationship 
outside of my race. I don't know. I think there's so have many you different ever had things. One? I have dated um, someone outside of my race, and it, it's me. It's all about me because there's things that go on in my head that um, makes me uncomfortable. I just think there's so many things you're not going to be able to understand about me because our backgrounds are so completely different, our cultures are completely different, and I don't want to have to explain things or feel that I have to conform or adjust in any shape, form, or fashion. You know, I still want to be who I am, and, I, and inside I feel like eventually I'm going to have to adjust on some level, and I don't want to do that. So. That's understandable. Have either of you you dated outside of your race? Oh, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I have. Um, But the older that I've gotten, um, the older that that I've gotten, I just prefer my brothers because as I've gotten older, I'm very Afrocentric. Mm -hmm. And a brother outside my race may not understand that. And I'm not I'm not willing to change that. That's that's a part of who I am. Okay. But when you're meeting people and this is Leslie speaking, isn't it attractive and sexy for somebody who's attracted to who you are and what you bring to the table initially? Like I I, I find it hard to like to say that you're not giving up on black men but you're thinking about dating outside of your race. If everybody's looking for a relationship, you're looking for somebody to treat you well. So if somebody's of an, another race, there's something that they saw about you or that they appreciate about, appreciate about you just on first sight. And I don't think that that person would even ask you to conform. If this is somebody that's just riding for you and likes you, then they know that there's something different up front. So it's just well, about you'd be surprised the right you. relationship. Yeah, I agree. So, I have had I've had brothers that have found me attractive. But after we started dating, it's like, oh, have you ever thought about uh, perming your hair? Because I have dreadlocks. <laughs> I have dreadlocks you when you're out of my hair business. No, I'm not perm- perming my hair. You know, I think, Leslie, what you're saying initially, it starts out like that. There's that initial attraction. But somewhere down the line, and and there's always something that, like Lauren said, oh, you ever thought about perming your hair? Or you ever thought about maybe not wearing so much of that uh, wood jewelry? Or, or do you always have to burn incense? Whatever it is that's your thing that brings you to your culture. Somewhere along the line, I think someone outside of your culture eventually gets to that point. And I don't want to go there. I just don't want to go there. And I, I think, think that's where it's think, in the beginning. Yeah. I mean, you have to... Stand by who you are. Like, anybody that meets me, you know what you're going to get, and you're not going to make me over. There's no mm-hmm. way anybody, I don't care who it is, is going to make me over. Mm-hmm. So when you make that one, for instance, or that one suggestion, we might be done. So there's no reason to even look at a relationship any further. But I just don't think it's fair to say that that's going to always be the case. I think people that will run across you will appreciate you for who you are and what you bring to the table. And maybe I'm being too naive because I don't date. I don't know. No, you know what? Are you married? I've never never even given, like, a white man a chance to talk to me. I'm thinking a white man would appreciate that because he knows what he's getting into. I shut that down right away. Say that again, Michelle? I said I, I, I would not even give a white man a chance with me. 
Because the minute I feel like they're, like they're trying to flirt with me or anything like that, I shut it down right away because it's never been my interest. You know, okay. I just think subconsciously, just for me, it was always, I just always have a preference for a black man. Okay. You know, well, I heard you ask Leslie was she married. And yes, yes she, she is married. Okay. So she is married. I'm just thinking a white man, if, he, if a white man came to you or me or whoever, he knows what he's getting. He knows what he's looking at. And I don't even think they have yeah. enough understanding. You know what? But, but you know what? Start I, asking us to change. No, but I had a girlfriend who she's, you know, Jamaican, black, and she was married to a white guy, and they're divorced now. And at some part, sometime in their marriage, you know, they had issues. They had issues because, you know, sometimes he would say things to her that were like, you know, stereotypical of, you know, he would make generalizations about, you know, black people, you know, because I guess he got to a comfort level where he – you know, would just say stuff, and she would do the same thing with him. And eventually it became a problem in the marriage. And that's you know, you the really stuff that have... I'm talking about. Exactly, and it, I... it did become a problem in the marriage. You know, and she said that, you know, there were times they'd be amongst family and friends and he would just say something that came off as real ignorant and everybody would give him the side eye. <laughs> you know, so, and, and those things those things are going to happen. And that, that, that know, comes not because it. he lacks, it doesn't happen because he lacks love for her or because he lacks respect no, for her. absolutely not. Those things absolutely happen not. because there's a cultural, cultural. difference <laughs> in how they were raised and their life experiences. And, and like I was saying before, I just feel like relationships in and of itself are so difficult to begin with. When you start going outside of your race, I just think you add to the level of difficulty. And like you said, Michelle, those instances where you're so ignorant that you don't even realize what you're saying is in bad taste because that's just what you know, you say those things once you get comfortable. And, and those are the mm-hmm. things that I want to stay away from, you know? Well, it's just like dating someone outside your religion. You know, exactly. being a Christian and, and trying to date a Muslim. It doesn't work. No, it doesn't. That, it that could. Doesn't. It could if you have. I mean, it very could. Strong people, it definitely could work. It's you know, hard. But those are two. Yeah. It, it, it is extremely difficult. Extremely hard. Yeah. Extremely difficult. And in cases like that, usually you'll find one person will just end up conforming to the other's religion. Um, you know, because it just makes it a lot easier. So, Terry, you're awfully yeah. silent. What do you think about uh, interracial and dating outside of your race or any of that? Terry, are Who you did you ask? Oh. Sorry, Terry. Tracy. I'm sorry. Silent. It's okay. Yeah, so, I, I mean, I agree with the majority of you. I think um, relationships are already enough hard work that for me to now add this this layer of things that I got to deal with in the relationship. I I just think um, uh, with all things where, you know, over 30 or 40 years of time where you your life has been one way and the other person's life has been a different way, it's, it's hard to come together. It, it may take another 30 or 40 years before each of you appreciate and uh, really understand the other person's culture. So, that's the reason I've never dated outside of my race. I've had too, way too many hang-ups 
thinking, okay, what is he thinking in the back of his head about me and my family? And then I've got about what I may be thinking and, and is it going to suck one day of something that I have, a prejudice that I have. And it just, the thought of having that kind of relationship where I was always on eggshells, way or the other, wondering when the, the N-word is going to be thrown in my face or wondering, you know, what's going to happen in certain racially charged situations. I didn't want to deal with all that drama. I just thought, you know what, it's just easier to stay within my race. And, you know, maybe it's a cop-out. I don't know. It's, it's mm-hmm. worked for me, though. I didn't want to deal with all the extra stress. That That's how I feel. I feel like it's going to be extra stress. And that one thing that you said, Terry, that N-word, I feel like it's going to fly one day. And my reaction may not be acceptable in the eyes of anybody. And I'm not trying to, you know, get arrested or anything crazy like that. So it's better to just, I, for me, to stay within my own lane on that dating level. So a few weeks ago, I had a guest on the show, and we were talking about um, side pieces and, and extramarital affairs and cheating and all of this. And she and I, um, in the end, which we ran out of time, thought about or, or even felt like women um, could somehow control this if there was more unity amongst women. Lon, how do you feel about that? Do you think that's something well, that we could eliminate? I definitely agree. I definitely agree. Um, I think we make it way too easy. Mm-hmm. I think. What do you mean? Get, what do you mean too easy? What do you mean by that? Well, I think because that there seems to be a lack of men of a certain level that women have allowed. They've kind of eased on what they'll accept. Mm-hmm. So they're willing to share, but they don't want to know about it, or they're willing to share what one person doesn't know about it. Not being, they're willing to be the side piece. If it's an open relationship, then that's a whole different story. But I think yeah, that's that, right. Yeah, but I just find there's a lot of dishonesty. I think people, especially with online dating now, I think it's a candy mm-hmm. store. So <laughs> everyone's dating for Mister or Mrs. Right now until something better comes along that the grass is greener on the other side. So they're so going how, to entertain we... you. Mm-hmm. Well, so they're going to entertain you, but then they're going to continue to shop and find something else, and they're going to start playing with that. Well, of course, someone's going to find out about it. I just think sisters, or just not sisters, just women in general, yeah. need to say mm-hmm. that they're not going to be a part of that. I'm not, I'm not doing that to another sister. I can tell you that. I, Right. Um, that's that's what my thing is. I, I look at these these relationships that I hear that this one has a side piece and they broke up because of that and she's the second chick and I found him cheating and all that. Well, who are these guys cheating with? Then I'm a download and they're not cheating with men. They're cheating with women. So if I know that another woman is in a relationship or this guy is in with somebody else, it's my responsibility to leave him alone. Just leave him alone. But, you, but how, do we, how do we get him... There's so many women that are willing. They want those types of relationships. They want a relationship where a man is already married, where they don't have to do the extra work. They don't have to cook and clean for him, they, but they can get something on the side. I've met tons of women like that. So why not date and, single men? 
where you don't have to do anything either. I mean, why not date single men and make it known what you date need single, No, because if you date with, with a single man, then it might be more responsibility. A lot of times the women, and I know some women who have, they're like serial daters of married men, and they like it because they date these married men. These married men will do anything to keep them, you know, whether it's financial or, you know, you know, just taking them out, you know, they get the best of both worlds because they get all of this stuff, but they don't have to cook and clean and, you know, you know, they're not held responsible, you know, for this man's happiness. You know, it's like they you get know, the better part of it. They get the better I part never, of the relationship. Mm-hmm. I never thought about it on this level that people are choosing this, you know, yeah. that you're choosing yeah. when you're yeah. out when seeking. Choosing. Yes, exactly. They are. Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think I ever thought about it like this. They, 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 they choose again? that particular lifestyle. Yeah, to me, there's something fundamentally wrong in that, that to me. Because if you're in a relationship and you don't want to cook and clean, so why can't you just tell the person, listen, we're dating, but I'm not cooking and cleaning. I'm just going to date you, see you when I want to see you, and when I'm done, I'm done. I mean, the same way that, and and I need this from you. And if he's willing, then he's willing. It kind of leads you to believe that the married men are so desperate that they'll do anything, you know, to keep you. Something I think they just enjoy having the best of both Exactly. Worlds. I don't know that it's desperation. I think a lot of them. Uh, I think a lot of them go into it knowing that if they're going to have a side chick, that this is what's going to come with it. And you I know, and in order to pursue a certain type of woman that they know that is a side chick. So, Tracy, your original question was, you know, how you know we could be more unified to. Um, you know, decrease the amount of side checks. I mean, I don't, that will require all women to make a pact and say, okay, none of us are going to mess with married men. None of us are going to be side pieces. And that will require all women to hold other people accountable when they find out about stuff like that. It seems very hard to do. Women are going to do what they want to do. You know, some women are okay, as we've said, with being the side chick. They're okay with that arrangement. And then when you find out that a friend is in that arrangement, are you willing to check her on that? I am. I'm telling you right now. Yeah. If I know Nothing. that, yeah, I'm going to check you. Is that yeah. what you want? Is that all you want to be is a side <laughs> girl, you know? <laughs> yeah, well, I think most women that choose that lifestyle, they don't really give a damn about what anybody else thinks about it. You know, right. it's different because you have you have two types of side chicks. You have the ones that choose it and you have the ones that get into the situation and they're emotionally invested and then find out that the man that they're with, you know, has another life with someone else. And then it becomes very hard for them to, you know, step out of the situation. How about... Did anybody, does anybody remember that movie... Did anybody remember that movie Chirac where the, the women tried to do just that? They tried to cut off all men that um all men from sex. If they weren't married to the man, they decided they were not gonna have sex with the man. It it's a, a funny movie. It's a spoof, but it goes to show you that it's almost impossible to do because there's gonna be some women that 
they're not going to do that. They're, they're going to continue mm-hmm. to give their man sex. They're going to continue to be the side piece. It is a conscious choice. Absolutely. What's the name of that movie, Terry? Because I think I want to watch that. That sounds like something that I need to Chirac. add to my list. Chirac, C-H-I-R-A-Q, like Chicago and Iraq. Thank you, Terry, because you know my spelling skills sometimes. Um, <laughs> well, short. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Anyway, I don't know if I just think there needs to be a better sisterhood. I do think that. Whether you're in the game for looking specifically for a married man, I mean, I can't speak to those women because I just don't understand that. That I can't wrap my brain around that. You know, but for those that don't want that lifestyle and you find yourself in that lifestyle, I think somehow we need to come together. Is it impossible, Terry, what you said? It sounds like it is kind of impossible, but I don't know. I just think we need to be our sisters keepers and kind of watch out for one another and help us get through those difficult times. So well, do you guys uh, I definitely don't I definitely don't think it's just a Florida thing. Dating in South Florida. No, I, I think this is an international thing. It's universal, oh, right? Yeah, it's universal. Oh yeah, that's universal. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. I don't. And some cultures, it's fully acceptable. Oh, sure. That's true. Well, in in Islam, I know it is for sure. I was married to a Muslim Mm -hmm. man years ago, and that was one of the things that uh, ended our marriage because he was like, "Hey, you know, I'd like to introduce you to, you know, I'm considering taking on another wife." And I was like, "What? We we talked about this. I by no means was I ever agreeing to this." So this is, you know, it's going to have to end because I can't do that. So, yeah, in some cultures, but even if I was, I, I guess I'd have to grow up in that because me, I don't like sharing. And if I know that I'm sharing, I'm moving on. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. I'm not going to know that I'm sharing and get so emotionally caught up and then say, oh, I'll just deal with it because it's going to eat at me and I will never be able to deal with it. So once I know, I have to move on. Yeah, yeah. Um I wonder how they would feel if it was the other way around. You know, because oh, there's a lot no. of women that that, you know, that that do it too. I think there's just so many games being played. Um, and it, it doesn't even make a difference to age. You know, I'm 55. I, and it, it just don't make a difference whatsoever. Men 60, 63, they're still playing those childish games. And they tell you that they, they want more than one. And I'm like, well, that's, you know, you go ahead with that. I'm I'm not down for that. That's not where I'm at. Well, you know what? At that's least if they're honest about it up front, then at that point you can make it, you know, you can make a choice. That's what yeah, I say, Michelle. As long as you give me the good, it's definitely not up front, honey. It's not. Right. As long as you give me the good that I can make my own decision, I'm good. I'm good. So, Michelle, you know, I wanted to talk about something else you said earlier. You said that um, it seems like the pool is, is is not good. So what are you looking for? You know, if if you could pick the perfect guy, what are you looking for? Um I probably somebody professional like myself or an entrepreneur, um you know, someone intelligent, not necessarily educated, but intelligent, single um, you know, somebody with a good sense of humor. Mhm. 
you know, someone that someone that I can be comfortable with, you know, and just be myself because I feel at this point at my age, you know, I'm not trying to have to act a certain way um, because of who I'm with because I've done that in the past. And, um, you know, and someone who can carry himself, who has his own as well, You know, I don't think it's. I don't think that I'm looking for anybody. Um, you know that is above and beyond. But I guess someone who, you know, at least is on my level. Uh, you, you didn't know, mention anything about physical. You didn't mention anything about physical appearance. That's not important. Um. To a certain certain extent, I think as I get older, that becomes less and less. Um, You know, I'll be the first one to tell you, I've dated some ugly men in my life. So, you know, physical appearances, (laughs) it's neither here nor there. (laughs) Okay, that's good, though. That's good. What about you, Lon? What are you looking for? You know? Oh, gosh. I'm going to show you crazy. Um, well, for me, <laughs> I'm looking for someone that does not want to clip my wings. Um, exactly. I'm a, I'm a butterfly. I'm very adventurous. So I want someone, he doesn't necessarily have to be as adventurous as I am, but willing to try something new, not be stuck in a box. Uh, someone that uh, loves to travel. That's not necessarily religious, but definitely spiritual, not judgmental. Um, children, children got to be like at least teenagers or older. That's, you know, at this stage in my life, that's important. Um, someone I can talk to. What do you, what do you mean when you when you say not to clip your wings? What does that mean? I love to travel. If you don't want to go, that's fine. But don't expect me not to go. Okay. That type of okay. thing. You know, you, as you know, I'm I'm in the arts, so I love to go to different events. If you don't want to go, that's okay. But don't expect me not to go. But that gets old so, after a while when you're always going and that person is not. Then don't you kind of oh, feel yeah. some kind of resentment for them not wanting to ever go or ever do anything? So well, I, no, I, I didn't. No, they're, they're going, like I said, they're going to have to want to do, enjoy doing things in the arts. And, but they don't, maybe they don't want to go all the time or maybe they can't go all the time. That's fine. But mm-hmm. don't have a problem if I want to go. Okay. Okay. And you, know, and you didn't mention look. You didn't mention looks either. Did I did I interrupt before you got there, or it doesn't matter no. that much for you? You know, no. I'm, I'm more about the person, not the looks. Well, I mean, to a certain extent. At least uh, be drop dead Denzel gorgeous or anything of that nature, but take care of yourself. Exactly. You know, take care of yourself. All right, so Leslie... Leslie and Terry, um, I, I have a question for you. Since you both have been married forever. 
And I know you have friends that aren't because I'm one of your friends and we're not. And um, what do you see? Do you see things that women who are single do that they could probably improve their chances of meeting the person that they're looking for or, or what? What do you think? Well, I mean, you know, the saying is you got to be in it to win it. So you got to be in situations where you're around people that you're looking to meet. Um, there are a lot of women that aren't very social, so they don't really go out. And the man is just not going to show up at the doorstep. Um, so, yeah, definitely women that are um, willing to go out, um, travel, um, just as she said, and be very um, open to meeting new people. As you get older, sometimes that gets harder. You get kind of set in your ways. Um, so, yeah, are you going to be out there? Are you willing to, you know, do things that put you in social settings? Other than that, I mean, I, I, I don't know if I can tell anybody to do something different, but you just got to be in the situation where there's going to be other men around, um, people that you're interested in meeting. So, so Tracy and Lona, let me ask, can I ask you guys a question? Yeah, mm-hmm. sure. Do you think the fact that a lot of times when we go out, we grow, we go out as a group with women kind of hinders us when we go out socially? I do. I do. I think, um, when there's too many, I just think men are intimidated about coming into conversations. And I do a lot of things sometimes by myself um, because it just happens at the spur of the moment and I just go. And I wind up talking to more people when I'm out by myself than I do when I'm with a group because I'm typically focused on the group and talking to the people in my group instead of mingling outside of the group when I go out with a group. Okay. As for me, I do a lot of things with my girls, but I also do a lot of things um, by myself or with my coworkers. But I find that the things that I do, brothers don't aren't really interested in. So I get hit on by a lot of people that, that are outside my race. Yeah, the things that I'm interested in, I don't find um, a lot of brothers are there. You know, it's just it's just not they're not there. So I don't know. It's tough. It's very tough. Anyway, Leslie, you're quiet. And men, when they, and men when they get older, especially men when they're over fifty, men definitely are very less likely to be out in social settings as they get older. They get very comfortable. They want to stick around the house, watch the basketball game, watch the football mm-hmm. game. You know, they're not like women where we'll go out to dinner, eight of us, and, you know, we're at Cinco de Mayo, and you'll see a table full of women just, you know, chilling, having fun for Cinco de Mayo. Right, right. You're not going to see a group of men as in their 50s all at a table together celebrating Cinco de Mayo. So um, we, I don't know how you I to differ on that one. I beg to differ. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me let me finish, please. I said, um, you may find that every once in a while, but it's much more likely for women to be going out in groups like that than men go. Yeah, they may go on a once a year vacation, um, but women 
at that age are much more likely to be more social than the men. So I don't know how you find them, but let, maybe door Leslie to door, has girl. Any we got to go door to door. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie, what were you going to say? No, I just said when in my encounters, I do see men hanging out, doing different things, and I see that um, maybe people are not moving in the same circles and going to the same places at the same time. I think it's a timing thing. And then what I see from women is sometimes women show too much of what they want initially in a relationship instead of just looking at this as I'm getting ready to meet, I'm, I'm meeting somebody, taking it for what it is, and not focusing on the relationship. It may be too soon to ever focus on the relationship initially. Just enjoy the moment and mm-hmm. stop letting it show that you're looking for this relationship. Hmm. Interesting, Leslie. Very interesting. I so it's written all over our face. Is that, just, just it's written all over our face, huh? I think <laughs> sometimes it is written on women's face that, you know, <laughs> In the conversations, in the relationships, like when you walk out the door, you don't know, always look at every opportunity as a, as a surprise. Like it doesn't necessarily mean like if I'm going out tonight with my girls that I'm looking to hook up or if I'm going to the store or whatever. I mean, always look at every situation as an opportunity to make a friend and not focus on the relationship so much. I think men can see that, and that kind of deters men sometimes, too. And back to the conversation that we were having about women and the other woman, how about if we put the responsibility on the man, okay? I don't care nothing about another woman because when my man comes home every day and he's coming to talk to me, that's who I need to make sure that he's not in somebody else's face. What am I doing? And putting more of the onus on that man. Because women are going to be who they want to be. People are going to be who they want to be. And I can't put another woman in check. But if it's between me and my husband or me and my man, this is my relationship, I need to know why you feel compelled to talk to other people or what is it that we need to work on. Because I can't work on making another woman behave. I'm not going to spend my energy on that. Okay. Okay, I like that everybody has different point of views and different ideas, but Leslie, I kind of understand that, you know, um, I'm in a relationship with you, I'm not, and you're cheating on me, I'm not going to the other person to ask them what's going on, I'm going to the person Mm -hmm. I'm with, but the sisterhood thing is just kind of watching out for each other, and yeah, you can't control, but within your circle, I guess you can, if your circle is all about doing things on the up and up, and what I consider to be right, then you can check your girls in your circle and say, hey, what are you doing? He's married or whatever. Well, you know what? Anyway, She's right because a lot of women do not, don't hold these men accountable. A lot of times you'll see when a wife finds out a man is cheating, the first thing she's ready to do is go at that other woman. Mm-hmm. You know, and a lot of times I see situations where these women, like the men, they're like oblivious. Like they don't even come into play. You know, the women will fight amongst each other, you know, and the guys just kind of stand them back there just, you know, looking on. You know, so I think she's definitely right about holding a man accountable, but I think that we see so much of this going on that we're at a point where it's like holding the man accountable doesn't work. So we're thinking about, like, maybe we need to be holding our sisters accountable. 
Mm. You know, because if, if you didn't have women out here willing to be side chicks, then this wouldn't even be an issue. It sure wouldn't. It sure wouldn't. Well, I just feel within my sisterhood, if she would, if if I have a friend that's doing that, what to say she wouldn't do that to me? That's exactly. how I look. Exactly. I'm, I'm not. I'm not exactly. trying to deal with her because her. Mm, <laughs> I just think, okay. Yeah, those morals are not exactly right. No. And I believe in karma. What comes around goes around. It'll hit you again, for sure. Exactly. So at this point in my life, I just, I want to be, no drama. I don't want to be around any negative, negativity or drama or negative people. Uh, This was interesting. Very enlightening. Lon, I know you do um, arts and you make things and you sell things. If someone wants to see your, your line or what you're doing, how can they get in touch with you? Uh, well, I sell my wares, Lorna's Original Creations, on Etsy. I do dreadlock accessories, Afrocentric dolls, and jewelry. Is that a website, Etsy? How do we get to Etsy? Etsy it yep, Etsy is uh, it's etsy.com, and you just type in Lona. Just type in my name, Lona's Original, and it will definitely pop up and show you the different I- objects, that we got different items that I sell. How do you so it's a website for artists. I'm sorry? And how do you spell your first name? Lona, L-O-N-A. L-O-N-A, okay. Uh-huh, original. Yeah, I mean, I've been on, Ed, on Etsy, um, you know, looking for other things. So I will definitely look you up. Well, I appreciate it. Ladies, I want to thank you so much for coming on and sharing and giving us some insight on how you see the brothers and we haven't really totally lost faith and, you know, just having a chat and just talking and opening up the lines of communication. I'm sure there's someone out there dealing with something that we spoke about tonight and hopefully we've reached them in some way. They don't feel alone and, you know, they can make different decisions. And just uh, want to give everybody opportunity to say goodnight and maybe any last closing words. We'll start with you, Michelle. Um, just for the ladies here who are married, you know, keep it up. Um, you ladies are very lucky because there's really not that much out here. And for Tracy and Lowell, just keep the faith. Yeah. Keep the faith. <laughs> Thanks. Terry, don't give up on our brothers either. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Terry? Uh, Yeah, I would just say, you know, keep all your options open for those who are single. Uh, Don't limit yourself. As Lona said, don't, you know, clip your own wings by limiting your possibilities. So keep all your options open. And um, in the meantime, just enjoy yourself and have fun. Liz? Yeah, I, I want to piggyback on that. Just be kind to yourself, enjoy, and and don't focus so much on the relationship and just enjoy the moment. And people come and go out of your lives. Everything is it's nothing that we're dealing with is forever. There's going to come a time when everybody's life is going to change for whatever reason. Why? Just be the healthiest you you can be during that change moment. All right. Thank you for listening. This is Love Talk. Love Talk for everyday people. Good night. Good night. Good night. Good night.